You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I can stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night, thank you, sweetie. I don't know, maybe Harry got in too deep. Mixed up the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Look, you can talk to humans, I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're gonna need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? my clues! What is all this? Harry is still alive. Case closed, but still open until I solve it. All right, here it is. Harry faked his own death. Or somebody else faked Harry's death. Or Harry faked somebody else's death. That last one doesn't work no. at all. I've dealt with this putz before, so I'll just do it again. Hey, bud, what are you doing? I can't do it when people are watching. Get me the hell out of here! Twist. That's very twisty. Get him! He's barely moving. Don't tell him that. Oh, he's on a bike. Quick, get in front of him. Stop. Oh, no. He's going down hard, Tim. Should have worn a helmet. All right, everyone, you were just listening to the trailer for Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and the story is as follows. Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking, adorable, super sleuth detective Pikachu. Finding that they are uniquely equipped to work together, as Tim is the only human who can talk with Pikachu, they join forces to unravel the tangled mystery. The film is starring Ryan Reynolds, Justice Smith, Catherine Newton, Suki Waterhouse, Omar... Shaparo, Chris Gear, Ken Watanabe, and Bill Nighy. It is directed by Rob Letterman and written by Dan Hernandez, Benji Samet, and Derek Connolly. Joining me for this review, I have Deanne Knighton. Hi. Katie Schaefer. Hello. And Cody Derricks. Hello. All right, everyone. So, gotta catch them all. <laughs> My theater lost their minds when they started singing that song in the movie. Like, we're losing their minds. I wanted a cover of the song to play over the credits so badly. You have no idea. You got the video game music, though. That was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, I suppose. Made me happy. Uh, this movie is definitely a nostalgic trip in many ways. Uh, I know that from my own experience, Pokemon cards when I was in school was all the rage. I used to get up very early before school even started. I think around like 6 a.m. or something like that. I used to watch Pokemon in the mornings. Uh, 
it was a very big deal. I remember having like Game Boy and playing uh, the games on that. And I have to say that, you know, I kind of obviously fell out of love with Pokemon, I think, as I got older, but maybe not so obviously because remember when like the Pokemon game came out on like the iPhone and everybody went nuts going around the world oh trying gosh. to capture Pokemon in the wild? Yeah, yes, one of those ideas. Go. You were? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I totally was thinking about that because I have this memory because I just am not as in tune with this. So I didn't realize that was going on. I remember being at the park one day and seeing all of these people doing like this weird stuff. And I finally went up and just asked them. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have friends who still play it to this really? day and are Me still too. Into it. That's when I realized I was like, wow, this wasn't something that I just did when I was a kid. This is something that uh, people my age still are obsessed with and definitely still enjoy, which was an eye opener for me. It's like when you find out that your friends are playing Dungeons and Dragons like on Thursday evenings or something like that. And you're like, wait a minute, you're doing what? Uh, you know, and you just realize that everybody's got their their thing, you know, uh, but it proved that Pokemon was still alive and well with a generation that grew up with it and had that explosion, like I said, like during like the 90s, especially here in the States. So here we have Detective Pikachu, which I, I you know what, I'm going to actually hold off on my initial thoughts here. Um, but suffice to say, I was not as high on this movie as I thought I was going to be heading into it. And I don't know what that says for the rest of you, but let's hear from everyone else here. Katie, you're the one that wrote the review on the website. What were your initial general thoughts about Pokemon Detective Pikachu? So I went into this thinking, oh, well, this is probably just going to be a trash fire, you know, and then it I was surprised, honestly, I, I went with my son, who's 11, who has no interest in Pokemon whatsoever. Um, I played way more than he has. and. He also really liked it. Like, I was surprised at how well they were able to blend Pokemon into the real world and tell an interesting story that could have stood on its own. You could have rewritten that story to be set in another fantasy world or even the real world. And I think that was where it had the best success for me, was that it didn't just rely on how crazy it is that Pokemon are in the world. So I liked it. I'd watch it again with my kid, but... I can totally understand how this did not appeal to some people. Okay. All right. Deanne? So I don't have a lot of history with Pokemon other than just kind of um, on the sidelines. So I don't know. Maybe it sounds like Cody might be a fan. So maybe he can give me a little bit of that, you know, what is it about Pokemon that was so special? Or like I don't have that like connection, I guess. So I, I went in, you know, really specifically just looking at the movie itself. I didn't expect much either, Katie, but I have to say I was enjoying myself, especially at the beginning. I thought the first act was intriguing. I I was having fun. I like Ryan Reynolds. Um, we can talk about that because I am a avid listener of this particular podcast and I know that Matt has opinions about Ryan Reynolds. I actually happen to be um, an old school Ryan Reynolds fan from like Van Wilder and just friends from the early 2000s were real. like I fell in love with him. And particularly what I love about him is just obviously his sense of humor. And that's, I, I thought that kind of worked here, even though it was such an interesting choice with Deadpool um, to have him do another voiceover where he is still sort of just playing Ryan Reynolds, wisecracker, you know, but mm -hmm. um, I 
felt like that worked okay. I mean, it was a little bit distracting, but I felt like it worked. Um, but the storytelling itself, there's a lot of cliche in this. Um, and uh, that part, by the time we got to the conclusion, I was kind of tired with all of that. Um, but I would say overall, I liked it better than I thought. And I agree with Katie on the world building component because that part was kind of fun, especially as it was kind of unfolding in the beginning. Okay, Cody. So I grew up playing Pokemon, doing the cards, watching the TV show, watching the movies, but like literally just as a child. Like I haven't touched the I haven't touched the stuff since I was like 11. So I've been out of the loop of the world for a while, but like seeing the first trailer for this movie really intrigued me. I thought the visual effects looked incredible and I stand by that after seeing the movie. It's such a really believable intersection of animated character and real life people. Um, and I agree with Katie that I, um, I, when I first saw the trailer for the movie, I was a little bit confused why it has such a high concept plot behind what could have just been a movie exploring the world of Pokemon and um, people together in a real life, in a live action movie. But I'm kind of glad that they didn't actually after watching it because the plot was so I, I don't like to use the word interesting, but it's just like not what I would have expected from a Pokemon movie, definitely. Um, the beginning is definitely really strong, and the third act is pretty pretty nuts. It takes some really crazy plot turns that just have me laughing at the sheer like craziness of it all. The audacity. Overall, yeah, I mean, just some of the things that they made Bill Nye say, like, my brain is now inside the Mewtwo, stuff like that, which is really Spoiler incredible. alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry, but, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it, like, completely swept me away, but for a video game movie, it's pretty exceptional. Hey, Cody, really quick on that. I'm yeah. curious because I had a really um, empty theater, unfortunately, just the time of day I saw it, and so mm -hmm. I didn't get any of that crowd reaction, but... I could certainly tell the moments that I felt were like fan service where yeah, people definitely. would be like, I know exactly what, even just from the very beginning scene when he's trying to catch that certain type the of Pikachu. Bone, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the thing, right? Like for, for people oh, yeah. who are really familiar, did you feel like there was a lot of that, um, that was kind of feeding people who have followed Pikachu for oh, a long time? Oh, definitely. Definitely. The just certain Pokemon showing up before they even did anything, had my crowd laughing or reacting in some way. I had a very packed house and it was mostly people my age, like very few children. And it wasn't even a very late yeah. showing. So clearly the nostalgia, um, angle is really working for this movie. I think that's my biggest criticism about the movie, actually, is that I personally feel that they made this movie for children, and that's not the target demographic for this film. I do feel it was for people around our age, actually, and I actually very often throughout the movie was hoping, wishing that the film would be a little bit darker, a little bit more mature. I'm not saying it had to be PG-13 or R-rated or anything of that sort, but what I was surprised to find with this was I was surprised that it uh, skewed so kid and friend, uh, family friendly to the point that I just found it to be cartoonish, uh, cheesy, over the top. Uh, you know, you have an actress like uh, Catherine Newton, who actually has been very, very impressive lately. Yeah, she's had a great track record. Blockers. In the last two years. Yeah, yeah, three billboards. Uh, Lady she's Bird. The Big Little Lies. I mean, she's definitely she she's had a phenomenal career at 22 years old. But as soon as she came on screen in this, 
I just immediately was like, why is she playing the character this way? Why is she talking so fast? I loved I'm it. I disagree. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It, I, warmed, I warmed up to it eventually. I will admit to that. I, eventually, I got fit where I needed to. But just the overall tone of the film uh, was something that I had to, like, kind of work into at first because I, it was not what I was expecting. You know, a lot of people hyped up this movie as... Uh, you know, your live action Pokemon finally in a movie, which for me as a kid was all that I wanted. I wanted Pokemon to actually be real in 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 reality and see it on a uh, screen. You know, when you would get like an, a Nintendo 64 game of Pokemon actually battling in 3D models and stuff. To me, that, that was the coolest thing ever because it just brought the feeling that Pokemon felt so alive and real that much closer to realism. So when you see that finally in a live action film and also you kind of set it though as if it's like Pokemon meets Blade Runner, <laughs> which is what was very often uh, this was compared to in the beginning. I just was expecting a totally different tone of, of film. And Katie, you and I were on um podcast review for The Kid Who Would Be King earlier yep. uh, this year, which was a movie that I feel has a very similar tone to this. But The Kid Who Would Be King had a lot of adult subtext and a, a bit more maturity in its storytelling that I felt uh, appealed to adults, where this, I, I didn't get that sense. See, I think that that is entirely the trailer's fault, because I thought that the trailer was definitely selling this as like an edgy, uh, more adult Pokemon film. And I, too, was surprised at how, like, much this movie is for kids but i would say as someone who's my kids reached 11 now so i've dealt with all of the years since he was born <laughs> this is definitely a movie for older kids like this is meant to be like 14 to 8 i would say is where this is really going to hit their sweet spot and for that age range i thought this was pretty uh this took it pretty seriously for them like there isn't as much uh, slapstickiness as it is usually in movies for younger children uh, having the whole noir aspect to it and the dark tone like that is a uh, it takes children seriously not as much as the kid who would be king I totally agree but I was surprised considering this is a Pokemon film this is a this is a thing that has such a big franchise feel to it and is if has someone who watched the cartoon, that is definitely really light, really, you know, fun. Definitely. It's, it's way, way um, more, has way more heft to it than the cartoon ever did. Right. For sure. Right. And that's kind of where I took it. I was like, okay, you know, I would have enjoyed watching a, a Pokemon movie that like this, that pushed it to the edge. I really would have, I think that would have been fun and enjoyable for adults. But I thought this was also something that as a lot of people who first started playing Pokemon, that first generation, they're old enough to have kids now. So this is something they can go to. And if you have a kid, like you can enjoy watching it and know that your kid is also having a good time. And I think that's probably why they took this weird middle tack to it. And I think it it's really going to depend on who you are with how well it works. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's interesting because it it's funny that you bring up that age range and sort of that target market because that's almost if that is kind of what they were going for and who they were catering to. It's it is picking up that kind of next generation of Pokemon, the ones who even played Go with their parents, you know, five right. years ago or whatever, um, which honestly would probably be a smart move. And, and, and then when you said that, it made me think of some movies recently that were very specifically targeted to that kind of mid 
to later teen, like Wrinkle in Time. I, for me, yes. it was a really good example of that, where it was such a specific kind of age group that I thought that would have appealed to. Um, and, and so the, and that, and this makes sense sort of living in that space. And that's an interesting choice. And I, I am actually, I can't kind of can't wait to see the bo- the full box office for this by the end of the weekend. I know Friday that it did beat Avengers, right. Which was a surprise to me. Huge surprise. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So something's working. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that there is uh, an audience out there that craves a film such as this. I just don't know if it's exactly what everybody was hoping for necessarily. Um, and also, too, I, I think a large part of that hinges on the t- titular uh, character of the film itself. And that is uh, Pikachu, who, in my opinion, is a gorgeously rendered CGI creation. He's oh great. yeah, Whoa. he's beautiful. So well done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so cute. Every oh single God. gesture, the cuteness, the uh, moments of him climbing on uh, Tim's back. I mean, t- literally every single facial expression, gesture. Props to the animation department for really nailing the lifelikeness, but also to carrying over that uh, design from the cartoon. Reynolds did the face capture for all of that. Like he he is the model for all of it. That's actually uh, good that you mentioned that, Katie, because I'm one of those people that had a very difficult time in the trailer and it never, ever, ever not once clicked for me in the movie. <laughs> I had a very, very hard time hearing Deadpool's voice come out of Pikachu's mouth. <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people. It it did not work for me. Not once. Um, I can. I it it didn't fully transcend beyond not being PG Deadpool for me either. But I still enjoyed it. If that makes sense. Sometimes the the nonstop humor I found a little bit tiring. But then I had to remember that again. This is a movie for children. So I just wish that Ryan Reynolds would have done something different. I guess with his voice instead, because it literally sounds exactly like Deadpool. Like there's no. Yeah quote-unquote, in my opinion, acting. It's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. And I don't know if that was the most effective casting choice here. Yeah, and, you know, and avoiding spoilers, of course, but then where the film goes, it also kind of doesn't work either. (laughs) I thought it worked better. You did? So Yeah. Wait, wait, you mean in terms of, like, the age range or? Oh, sorry. No, just in terms of kind of Pikachu's arc. Oh, oh. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, I know what you're saying, Deanne. And for yeah. me, I thought it worked better because it kind of justified like the the weirdness of it. I was like, oh, okay. Then I guess if that's where we're going with this, then it feels more natural. Yeah, right, because then the like weird dissonance made sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm glad that that happened uh, because I too, and I, I got to say, I, I I actually thought this movie was overly convoluted in its storytelling that I had a hard time following actually the central mystery. And I know a lot of people watch this and probably picked up on uh, the twist at the end uh, way before I probably did. But I had My a hard theater time. was shocked. Oh, they were? Oh, so maybe, maybe I wasn't the only one then. Maybe uh-huh. a lot of people were having a hard time following it then. I got it right before the end. My boyfriend got it like half an hour before the end. But my theater really did not see it coming. Uh, I, I, it's not only that too, but it's also like this whole mastermind plot from uh, the Bill Nighy character, and uh, to a certain extent, Mewtwo. And I, I, I'm not, 
I don't know, because I think a large part of it is you need to have prior knowledge to a certain extent of the Pokemon to understand what's going on, but also at the same time, uh, the way they kind of introduced this is just very surface level and not thematically... It doesn't have a lot of depth. Yeah, you know, it's really... Okay, I may say something unpopular here. I don't know. I, I don't mean... I don't want to sound too cynical, but I had a hard time with Justice Smith. And I think it was because... And he's... I mean, he's so cute. I mean, I know it's crazy to say, but... You know, he's dealing with some really actually technically pretty heavy themes in terms of sort of what's led him to his actions now. But all of that is, I think, explored very oddly. Um, And then when he's trying to play like angsty, uh, it just doesn't translate. And then when I learned that he was 21 years old, based on this moment where they have a birthday card for him. I seriously could have fallen out of my chair. I thought he was playing like a 15-year-old kid. Me too. So did I. <laughs> well, that's all Hollywoods. Yeah. And so then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what is I this? will give credit where credit's due here. He's not, in my opinion, bad in this movie. Like the same way I thought he was god-awful in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> and I think that that's at least saying something. Uh, because I really thought he was atrocious in that film. I actually quite liked him in this movie. I thought he handled um, most of the emotional moments pretty well and then like had a really strong beat on the comedy. And also, when you consider that he was acting against nothing when he was dealing with Pikachu or any other Pokemon, that kind of just really yeah. makes me appreciate the performance a little bit more. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely strong. It's not great, but it's 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 serviceable. Oh, yeah, no. This yeah, is not Oscar worthy, but Which still. is always, it, it's, you know, you're the, the quote quote-unquote boring partner in the comedic duo everyone around you is is yeah interesting right so yeah. you have it's harder to be appreciated for that but i i agree he did he did a very serviceable job and you could tell he was really trying like this was not a phoned in performance he was doing his best and he was working as well as he could with what he was given yeah and the fact that he was just animatedly talking to nothing exactly. but you felt that sometimes right like i could tell several times that you know I, I was taken out of the film thinking about that quite a bit also with Catherine Newman I went back and forth actually on the visuals throughout this movie because I thought that the Pokemon actually were brought to life extremely well like we already talked about Pikachu um, the Cubone opening scene I thought was done well they like they really captured uh, the actual essence of these Pokemon characters. I wish there were more. Same. I love Psyduck's moment. My my favorite s- scene of the whole film is the mime sequence, actually. Oh, yeah. That That's was so good. fun. Yeah, it's you're so right. Fun. And that is where it goes really, really dark. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I- and I was kind of hoping the movie was going to be, like I said, more of that initially. Um, instead, though, I have this note written down here. Uh, forest shifting, absolutely awful CGI. Uh, there's like a scene where it, like this entire set that they're in, that's a, a forest and a mountain, like everything's moving around them. And the green screen is just so apparent in it that there were, there were a mixture of different moments that and, and, um, the final scene with the parade, I just, I, I, I said this is not holding up well in terms of uh, the visual component of this film. I agree. I think they put what I feel like happened is all of the energy went into Pikachu. And that was pretty flawless, honestly. I think, oh, right? yeah, that totally. they did with him. Um, and then you're right. I thought that last set, that last uh, big parade, I 
tried not to watch too carefully because there was a lot of awkward moments. Like there was even this moment that just stands out in my head um, when uh, it's kind of at a pinnacle scene and Catherine Newman's saying, hey, let's not do this again to her Pikachu. And she goes in for like a side hug, but like there's, it's so awkward and you could tell that there's nothing there and they don't really connect. And the way it was animated was strange. So I, I had those moments too. And I try not to focus on that stuff, but, and so for the fact, the fact that it caught my attention, I think that says that, yeah, I think the money went into detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, a couple of other things here that I, uh, I that I actually liked. Um, I, I I got Zootopia vibes mm-hmm. when they enter into uh, Rhyme City uh, for the I first time. I thought I said the and, same thing. And there's some plot points mm-hmm. actually, also um, with the you know the smoke and how it changes people. So yeah, I, you know there, I, I liked that sequence. Uh, like I said, I liked the mime sequence. I liked the side duck sequence. Uh, there were a couple of different things in this that kept me entertained throughout while I was feeling like the actual detective mystery component uh, was lacking. I, I didn't I didn't care. Um, and also, too, I also just felt that, well, if this is supposed to be a kid's film, is this too convoluted or am I just dumb watching this or do I just simply not care and I'm choosing not to follow it as much because they've already lost me as a viewer uh, because of the tone. I, I, I wasn't sure what to make of all of it. So I'm actually curious to know from the detective angle and uh, the film's central mystery, how did you guys feel about, uh, you know, Detective Pikachu being a detective and tracking down the clues and so on and so forth? I kind of wish that they kept the detective and noir homages that were really heavy in the first half hour present throughout the rest of the movie because in the first half hour I mean you can tell that they're influenced by it like you said Blade Runner a little bit and there's even a moment where a character walks in and there's a old 1940s or so detective movie playing on the TV and and it's the one that's in Home Alone yes <laughs> oh really so it's the yes. fake one that's so keep fun. to change you filthy animal yeah I thought <laughs> that was such that's an great. odd like weird but kind of cool choice <laughs> And um, so, like, uh, all sorts of things, like the blinds being closed all the time, and Catherine Newton's entrance is very, you know, the vamp <laughs> character from a detective story. And also, they shot on 35 millimeter film, and this is where that really comes through because the like colors and shadows really are accentuated by that. But then that tone is kind of lost about 45 minutes in or so, and it becomes kind of a typical Pokemon like story. The third act in particular is something that could have been in the cartoon easily. I kind of wish they kept that. I don't think it's um, a make or break, but I really enjoyed the first half because of that. Yeah, I did too. I thought the noir angle was so much, so much fun. And I put in my review that there are certain points in that movie where there needs to be at least one character swilling bourbon from a flask and smoking cigarettes. Because <laughs> yeah, right. It, it feel that's what it feels like. And that I could totally get behind. And then the scene where they go um, into and we see the battle, we get to see Pokemon battle like that also felt very much part of a, a noir film of the detective going into the underground fighting ring and all of that. Right, and, right. And I agree. They really if they had kept that throughout the film, I thought it would have made it a stronger story. Yeah, but, once they leave the city, it really shifts. But they had to mash in, you know, the detective story with the kids movie, and that's that's where the mashing comes together. And it doesn't work quite as well. 
Yeah, I mean, like I just I just found it to be narratively inconsistent as well. And I, I have to admit, I, I was enjoying uh, the first half of the film, like you said there, Cody, uh, the first 45 minutes or so, a lot, lot more than I was with the uh, ending to the film, which, once again, I, I feel like that whole mastermind plan is messy, but then it ties everything up so neatly at the end um, that I just... I, I kind of just threw my hands up and was like, of course, yeah. of course, you're going to wrap this up with a nice little bow like this after such a messy plot. Well, because the, the plan in the third act makes no sense. It is completely unfeasible and like unsustainable, which is fine. It's not supposed to be realistic, but still. <laughs> it felt very Pokemon-ish. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. And very Japanese. Like that was a very It did anime. feel very like anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. End of the world type thing that was kind of like, why would anybody ever want to actually do this? This doesn't make any <laughs> sense whatsoever. But I will say, I thought Bill Nighy kind of killed it with his over the top. Oh, he was locked and I, into the movie. He was oh, yeah. really, he was having fun. I was, I was yeah. half expecting him at some point to pull a, uh, a Senator Palpatine and be like, unlimited power. Oh yeah, it's yeah. definitely <laughs> hammy. It's fun. <laughs> and then you, Chris, do you guys watch You're the Worst? Does anyone watch that? Okay. Well, Chris Gear who played the son. <laughs> Sorry. I'm the only one who watches You're the Worst. I'm not the only person who listens to this podcast, though, that list, that sure. watches that, I bet. Um, and uh, he, like, it is funny because at first I was like, oh, my gosh, he just is doing the same thing where he is just a really shouty Brit because he's just, like, yelling at his dad. But um, I and I, I thought he was, I don't know, he didn't really fit that well here for me. Um, and I'm not really, like, the jury is out on him for me overall, I think. But anyway. I found him kind of distracting, too. So yeah. I didn't know who he was. So hearing yeah. that makes more sense because I thought he was just kind of a rando. So knowing that he's somebody with an established presence who has a bit like a shtick already, yes. that makes a little bit more sense. That's totally what it is. Yeah. And he was exactly playing what he's known for in that other show. Um, I thought the holograms were cool. Uh, the Like memory holograms. I. Where they. Oh, were, Yeah. That was like uh, 2049 almost when they go yeah. meet uh, What's-Her-Face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I like that. I thought it was okay. Uh, definitely not bad, but I wasn't as impressed with it as I wanted to be. Uh, did, was anybody a little underwhelmed uh, that so few Pokemon actually got highlighted and most of them were regulated towards like cameos, essentially? I was for sure. I feel like we saw maybe a total of like 50 on screen at a time and only – four of them really got any sort of uh, moment in the sun, you know? Well, how many are there? I don't I mean, know. Like, There's like hundreds. hundreds, yeah. Yeah, it started out as 150, and then with each, like, release of a new generation of games, they would add about 100, probably. I only know the first 250, so half the Pokemon in this, I had no idea what they were. Did they pick the right ones, do you feel like, Cody? Like, the ones um, that people... It seemed like a pretty even spread across the like past 20 years of release. And I mean, the, the big ones are there, like Pikachu and Bulbasaur and Squirtle, the ones that people recognize. But there were I, I would have liked to see Once a few more of the original hit. ones. Right. Yes, exactly. The starter Pokemons. I wish there was a little bit more focus on maybe the first generation, but I don't know if that's just because that's the only one that I know. But I think that's where most of the nostalgia comes from and where the audience is going to be looking for. Yeah, when I saw a Pidgeon in the very beginning of the film, I started to feel it in my jellies a lot, and I was uh, transported to uh, that inner child, and then the movie kind of kept going, and I was like, oh no. But 
hey, you know what? I think that this is the kind of movie that will work for certain people. I don't think it's an outright disaster. It just didn't happen to work for me. Um, do we think that there is sequel potential? They've already greenlit it. There you go. Okay, that makes sense. I don't know how they're going to do it, but whatever. <laughs> do you think it'll be another I, detective movie, or will it just be a movie that called Pokemon something else, like this movie is? Yeah, that's. I wonder if that's how they'll go about it. Because isn't that how they do the other movies? I didn't think the other, like the animated films. I didn't think the animated films were like a series about the same people. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I saw the first three when I was a child, and they focus on the same like core trio, I believe. But then Ash I and, think they kind of go off after that. I, I don't really know though. So the question is, are they going to have uh, Pikachu in the title? Because if they do, then are we going to like call it like Pokemon Fireman Pikachu or yeah. Pokemon uh, Pastor Pikachu? Pikachu. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be fun. I I do that job during the day. I know exactly <laughs> how interesting it'll be. Spreadsheets. Uh. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds just retires uh, from being a detective and he's got like a new a new career path. <laughs> oh, gosh. OK. Uh, with that said, uh, final thoughts on Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Katie, let's start off with you. I you know, I just I really enjoyed watching it. It was fun. I enjoyed that I could take my kid to it and he felt that he really enjoyed it which for him is a big deal to have him actually tell me, I really liked it, Mom. It was fun. Usually his response is, meh, it was okay. So <laughs> obviously it touched him in a certain level. So I I thought it was really well done for a kid's movie, although there are certainly its issues. But, you know, if I think they succeeded at what they were trying to do. So Okay. And what grade would you give it? I I think I'll still stick with my review of 7 out of 10, uh, grading it for children's films, not in regards to adult movies. That's fair. Okay. Deanne? So this movie did successfully convince me that I want a Pikachu in my life. Um, and <laughs> I, yeah, I'm hoping they figure out a way to make that happen. That's my new dream. So I give the movie a lot of credit for creating some new purpose for me because I really loved that snuggly little character. Um, but outside of that, um, I enjoyed this better than I thought. It's a six out of 10 for me. And that's it. Okay. Cody. I got to say, if you're going in looking for either a nostalgia hour and a half, or if you have children, this is perfect. This is the perfect movie. It's exactly what you want to see. Otherwise I don't really see a general mass appeal, although, um, maybe I'm wrong. So, uh, I, I enjoyed the first half hour a lot. I thought Pikachu was very, very cute. I was doing, do you I, want I, one? I really want, want one. one. I, I want one. And he's got a tiny hat. I want <laughs> I one with a tiny know. hat. Me yes. Too. Unbelievable. <laughs> I just kept saying he has a tiny hat over and over again. <laughs> so, cute. so cute. Yeah. Um, I think the visual effects are really impressive and I wouldn't be shocked if it made a short list if we're talking Oscars. Um, overall, I'd give it a six out of 10 for like regular movies, seven out of 10 if you're looking at it for a kid's movie angle. Uh, okay. My final note here, something that I did not bring up. I will echo the rest of you that I do want them to like genetically figure out a way to engineer a uh, actual Pikachu. Yes. Um, and the moment that convinced me was when uh, Pikachu got pet in this movie. Oh. And the way Ryan Reynolds reacted to that moment was probably the most adorable thing I have ever seen. And it was probably the comedic highlight of the movie for me. 
uh, I, I, I absolutely died laughing in that moment. That was really fantastic. And I immediately was like, I want one. I want yes. one just so that I and, can get oh, that reaction. And the downtrodden Pokemon theme is, I think. And yeah. I don't even know the theme, but I that moment, I loved that so yeah, much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> gravel. He gives it his all in this. Uh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, you could tell that he actually cares and that he's really trying. I, I just, like I said, I had a very, very hard time. I think it's a miscast. I do. I know that he brings a lot to it, and there's a lot of humor and energy in that vocal performance. And from that standpoint, uh, I'm not going to fault him. It's it's definitely a subject a subjective thing for me because I felt like he could have brought uh, more of a unique flavor to it, where it just didn't sound like Deadpool. That's the one thing that just was throwing me off the entire time. If they could have just found a way to have Pikachu still talking that Pika Pika, you know, kind of a voice, but like in a less annoying, more naturalistic manner. Uh, that even would have worked for me. I don't know who you would cast to make Wait, that happen. Wait, so you want, but... like, uh, like Brian Dennehy voicing Pikachu or something? Like, <laughs> some sort of, like, smooth-talking, really well-trained actor? That's actually perfect. Uh, I'm, all I'm saying is that I, I could never not see or hear, rather, uh, Deadpool coming out of uh, Pikachu, and it just felt wrong to me throughout. Uh, with that said... Good children's film. I don't think it's a great film. Uh, I give it a 4 out of 10. There's just too many flaws throughout that don't add up to a whole for me. But as far as a kid's film goes, I would say if you love Pokemon, it is a 7 out of 10. If you uh, you know, don't really love Pokemon, it's probably like a 6 or something like that. But on the Meglia scale, it is a 4 out of 10. So I'll leave it at that. Yikes. Cody, you brought up uh, Oscar visual effects shortlist. Let's talk about that for a second here. Detective Pikachu, uh, best picture potential, absolutely not. Uh, screenplay potential, absolutely not. Nope. Art direction, uh, hey, you know what? If they had leaned more into the uh, homage to noir and that was the entire film, I could have seen a world where it could have happened, but uh, no. Realistically, its only chance here is for visual effects. And we know that Based on the way that branch works with its shortlist, you never, never know what movie, uh, despite its tomato meter rating or what time it comes out in a year, you never know what film is going to crack that lineup. So what do we think? Do we think Detective Pikachu has what it takes? I mean, every year there's kind of one unexpected, smaller-ish visual effects nominee usually. This year, though, I mean, Disney just has so many movies that are going to be contending yes. for it. I just, I just it's so it. crowded. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I was up on a short list, but I don't think so. It's kind of where I fall on that. Yeah, I'm in the uh, no Oscar potential category here. I Yeah, no. I ditto that. Oh, my oh, gosh. Get it? Get Yo, it? Ditto, they actually effectively used Ditto so well in this movie. I want to just throw that out ditto there. Ditto was used well. I've never yeah. seen Ditto transform into a person. I didn't know that was a thing. It's canon now. I guess so. <laughs> uh, but that, yeah, no, Ditto, Ditto definitely was a highlight of the film for sure. Yep. Alrighty. The Academy is not going to choose you, Detective Pikachu, but nice. <laughs> yeah, I had to work that in somehow at some point. But it seems like audiences will, and it seems like it will have a healthy life at the box office, and a, and a uh, sequel has been greenlit. So, hey, good for everybody involved, you know? They took a property that uh, we've been waiting to see translated to the live-action realm of the screen for a while now, and they made it work uh, for certain people. With that said, Katie, where can they find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Twitter at KT underscore Schaefer. Deanne Knighton. On Twitter at TweedledeeDee33. Cody Derricks. I'm on Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, everywhere at CodyMonster91. And I'm everywhere as well at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our review of Detective Pikachu here on the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, iTunes, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a comment. Give us a star rating. And we really, really appreciate that so much so that I'm going to ask you one more time, if you head on over to our Patreon page for $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content from us. So if you're feeling uh, generous, review, Patreon, the whole shebang, you get the full next best picture experience at that point. Isn't that lovely? Thank you so much for listening, though, as always. We really appreciate all of you. and We will see you all next time. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.